Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty white and nerdy, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So Jonah, I know that we're both absolutely thrilled so excited about our guest today. We're here in the studio in person with him and couldn't be more jazzed about it. Yes. And something that I think he might not know about me is that when I was in college, I was in an all-female sketch comedy and musical parody troupe called Bloomers. And we did quite a bit of song parody. And so I wanted to, I think once we introduce him, I'm going to go through a couple of these song parodies for him and just get his his take. <laughs> And how long ago did you were, were you working on I'm these? I'm calling this 2000 to 2004. Okay. Okay, so but let's get right into it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, our guest today is honestly a legend. He's sold millions of albums and is one of only four artists with top 40 hits for four consecutive decades since the 1980s. He's also the co-writer and subject of the new biographical parody film, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which is currently streaming on the Roku channel. Let's give it up for our first ever in-person podcast guest, Weird Al Yankovic. Yay! <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it hey, going? Good. Thanks so much for being My, here. I'm so honored you named your whole podcast after me. This yeah. really yes. means a lot to me. Thank yes. you for not suing us. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're so excited that you're here, and it, what a delight. What a, what yeah. a dream. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I've dreamed of this moment. Well, um, this is our actually our second brother-sister project that we've had you come as our guest on. 
because we did our our sound advice. Sound advice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We did, yeah. That was a while our ago. Our web series. Yeah. yeah. That was a while that was ago. A lot of fun. And you were so yes. great. That's when we first met, and we've gotten to hang since. And what a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said in this intro, I have a couple <laughs> song parodies I just wanted to run by you really quickly from my days uh, in college, and I just wanted to just get your just quick takes on them. And and I'm going to do them in order of um, my time in college, so they might get um, progressively better or as I got older and, and, and was doing more writing, or they might just um, kind of— <laughs> So chronological, so we'll see if you Chrono- burned out at any we'll point. We'll see if I burned yeah, out yeah. at any point. Okay, this one is— uh, to the tune of Survivor by Destiny's Child, and mm-hmm. it's called Survivor. Oh. <laughs> that could be confusing for people, but okay. all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I'm just going to go through. I'm, okay, it's an, and it's about the dining halls at my college. Ah. <laughs> okay, it goes like this. Right, what you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Okay, so it goes, now that the dining halls are out of my life, I'm so much better. They thought that I'd be weak without them, but I'm stronger. Thought that I'd be starved without them, but I'm fuller. My nutrition would be bad without them. I eat healthier. Thought I wouldn't grow without them. Now I'm taller. Thought I would be dragon without them. Now I'm livelier. Thought I would be stressed. <laughs> so funny to look you in the eyes while I'm this. <laughs> Thought I would be stressed. Okay, it's almost done. Without them, but I'm chilling. Thought I couldn't cook for myself, but I'm crazy. I'm a survivor. I don't need dining. Sick of that crap. I'm going to eat better. I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it. I will survive. Keep out of dining. Wow. Strong. (laughs) That was strong. I I, I give that five stars. Whoa. I I won't say out of how many, but I'll I'll say five stars. Okay, okay, so we're not going to say what the... What the rating system yeah. is. Okay, I think that's a, I think that's it's a really It's very relatable, safe. I think, yeah. Okay, I'm going to move on to and this. anything with food, you know, I'm going to give a thumbs up. Okay, sure, great, sure. great, 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 great. Well, this next one is Come Out and Play from uh, by The Offspring, mm. which was, this song was um, about gang violence, but I did it about laundry. Uh-huh. So uh, let's you, you, see. I, I'm going to say you probably came up with the same idea I did. But really? I will, you probably did. <gasps> but you, you, you go first. Okay. Wow. And this is actually from the viewpoint of one character telling another character how to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, which maybe wasn't your concept. No, but... it actually was. Okay, wow. okay. I think you probably did the exact... Oh, my go God. Ahead. Okay. Go you like the latest fashion, but now you're in a squeeze. The kids... And it's laundry in a dorm. Okay. You like the latest fashion, but now you're in a squeeze. The kids are filling up their fold-out hampers, doing laundry with the greatest of ease. It looks like the kids are having such fun, but you look like a mess because your colors all run. Because the bright colors and the white don't mix, you got to back it up, back it up, back it up. Hey, man, you talking back to me? Shut your mouth. You got to keep them separated. Hey, man, you listening to me? Take that out. You got to keep them separated. Hey, don't ask me why. If you put the two together, you'll be wearing tie-dye. Hey, it's laundry day. That is almost— I, I Really? Tell, go go to YouTube. There's got, there's got to be oh a version of it. I, ne- I never recorded it, but I used to do that live on stage. It, keep them separated. It's laundry day. Yes. Wow. Oh, I that's incredible. I kid you not. Yeah. Check it. It's, it's got to be online somewhere. I'm sure. Wow. I just want to see if I wrote this. It was a whole offspring medley, and I just want to— Well, okay, I'll check this another time. Yeah, I wrote this with—I um, want to give Ariana Jackson and Smita Venkat. We all wrote it together, and I guess we were— That's so crazy. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I almost feel like we should stop there, but I'm not going to. 
<laughs> Let's not end on a high note. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have one. I'll do one more. I'm going to do a, a food, another food one. God. Okay. I have to do this food one. Okay. So this one is from JLo. I did. We did a whole JLo food medley that I think I wrote uh, completely by myself. So I don't know that it. Anyway, so it was to um, I'm real. The I'm the JLo I'm real remix with Ja Rule. Uh huh. And it's and it's called. Okay, so it's to I'm real, but instead um, I did I'm bread. <laughs> bread. I did not do that, so let's look at this one. Okay, okay. Okay, so it goes, um, I'm going to skip the beginning part. So it goes, because I'm bread, rolls, croissants, rice and grains, scones, muffins, I'm bread, penne fed, chini, bow ties, rigatoni, I'm bread, white or wheat, pumpernickel, rye, hollow too, I'm bread, and you can't go on without me. Um, I guess that's kind of... <laughs> you know, I, what I love about that is you're, you're anthropomorphizing yeah. bread, and yeah. you, you become bread. You are a metaphor yeah, bread. it was. We did all the food groups, so there was also. Well, you you kind of asked for it, Al, to hear more. So I mean, I, I, <laughs> I out of all the food songs that I've done in my life, and I've done quite a few, I, I never, never been became the food. food so yeah. <laughs> this is an. I like this yeah. direction. This one is for this one's for fruits and vegetables. Just really quick. Mm. Think I'm going to make you fat? I don't think you're going to spend a lot. You won't. Even if you are broke, we hardly cost a thing. If you want your vitamins, get me. If you're low on cash, I'm almost free. Even if so, it's just about like vita- veggies and fruits. Well, being that's like a public service cheap, announcement. Yeah, that is, yeah. That is a good message for the, yeah. for the youth of America. Yeah, and by the way, again, I know you aren't asking for this, but at the end of it, it's to waiting for tonight, and all the food groups come out and they say, like a baseball team, act as one. I don't know why I'm doing this all for you. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. But anyways, it's just like. It, it ends with, you have to eat right, oh, if you want to be healthy and strong, remember to eat right, oh, an unbalanced diet is wrong, you have to eat right. I like your positive <laughs> message. Yeah. I mean, these are all good good health tips. Well, it's funny because we used to mostly have them be part of, like, narrative stories, but then this one was just, uh, it was just kind of a PSA, you're right. Yeah, you know, a lot of my songs are, are about people being obsessive about things, and you're, you're just, like, putting light and love into the world Thank you with your so food. Much. I think for our listeners, I'm really putting <laughs> putting strain into their ears because they probably want to hear about you and your <laughs> stuff, and I'm making them listen to mine. So thank you for putting a positive spin oh, on that. That's a treat. But I, I was curious. Like, do you have a lot of songs that you perform kind of on tour that you haven't necessarily recorded? Um, I, not so much lately, but I, I used to do that. I used to because a lot of songs either didn't get approved or I thought they were funny for, like, one verse. Okay. Like, it's like there are some some concepts which are like, okay, you get to the punchline, and that's pretty much it. You can't really build on it or develop yeah, it. Yeah, So I, I would do a lot of those uh, in concert. In fact, I did what I used to call the fabulous food medley because I did a lot of what? songs about food that would only, like, be funny for, like, two lines. Like, oh, here she comes. Boy, she likes that processed meat. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> She's a spam eater. Done. And nowhere else to go from there. <laughs> I think when I was in Bloomers, we would, like, do that, except we'd keep the song going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but or that's that. incredible. <laughs> now, did you ever, because, like, I feel, I know there's, they're very different, but, like, we would have stuff on SNL where we would, like, write the whole thing. For example, my friend Jeremy and I once wrote this whole um, McCafe parody, and then we found out that McDonald's was 
uh, a, a sponsor of SNL uh-huh. or something. And we had, like, the whole thing ready to shoot it, and then we couldn't do it. Did you ever have stuff where you— basically completed it and then we're told and you don't have to tell us what it is because maybe but I'll tell you anything <laughs> thank you Al um, that, that, yeah, I try not to do that because I had some bad experiences early on because you know even though what I write is like goofy I, I do spend a lot of time on them I'll spend like a week or two like writing a dumb song so I don't I don't like to waste time and energy uh, and and there's been a, there were a couple times when I write a whole song and the artist would be like yeah I don't think so 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 it became my policy to only come up with an idea like the high concept so smart and then have my manager talk to their peeps and and, and make sure yeah. that they're cool with it and then I go through it yeah yeah totally totally. Well, thank you for listening to my songs. <laughs> it's really incredible I that we it. both had a similar idea, same yeah. idea. Yeah. And um, wow, wow. Yeah, that, for some reason, I I don't know. I think that the offspring. I don't remember if the offspring turned it down or if if uh, I just decided it wasn't like album worthy. But uh, I I finally did a pretty fly for a rabbi. That was my other offspring. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, once um, Jonah has always been doing like cool kind of punk things, and he used to work on Warp Tour and stuff. And one time we were on Warp Tour, I was visiting you, and Offspring was performing there. And I said to you, like, do you think I should tell them about the Offspring medley we did in Bloomers? <laughs> and we thought about doing it. Yeah. And I never did it, and I wonder what I if if they didn't like. That would have changed their lives. <laughs> I know. Who knows what would have happened? I it's mean, like, like a butterfly flopping its wings. You just don't, don't know what kind of effect it's going to have years from now. I mean, if, if I know that you you can't remember this for a fact, but if they weren't that into you parroting them, I don't know that they would have had a better attitude with me. They, they were probably just having an off day. You probably would have caught them at just the right yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When they're at a like hot music festival in the middle of the— Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I was curious. Like, I know actually some of the guys who were in your— film um who played the punk band like oh, yeah. jonah and jeremy yeah 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 and uh, i was curious like were you you know because that scene was so big in kind of california that were you involved in that all did you ever like see black flag or any of these bands kind of when you were coming up in the 80s or anything uh, like that not a lot a little bit i mean um i i never saw black flag live i i didn't hang out at the uh what was the, the club they used to all play at um like oh, gosh i was on santa monica uh, I, I shot a video there, but I don't think okay. I ever actually saw a show there. But like you know, the Germs and the Adolescents and all those people would be playing there. And I saw I saw a few not like punk shows really, but I saw like the Go Go's with the whiskey in the yeah, early yeah. '80s and Oingo Boingo like early on and uh, stuff like that. I, I didn't get out that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like that new wave and that punk scene were really kind of connected at that around yeah, that time. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Well, Al, we. Um we asked you to bring in a topic today, as we always do, and the thing that you came up with, which we were really excited about, two things, Quisp cereal and mini cereal boxes. So let's start with Quisp. Why did you want to talk about Quisp? Oh, Quisp was maybe my favorite cereal when I was a kid. Um, I liked the character in the commercials yes. as a kid. A very cool, kind of nerdy space guy. And uh, I just thought it tasted good. And um you know, it was it was a Quaker Oats product, which means it was basically the same stuff as all their other cereal. I I, I have I don't know if it's true or not. But I have this concept that everything they put out is the same thing, <laughs> but in different shapes. Like it's basically Captain Crunch, but shaped like little bowls. And right. It's, you know, yep. sort of, and Quake was like the competing right. thing. They had a whole you know, campaign where like, do you like Quisp or do you like Quake? And I was yes. like, well, I'm a nerd, not a jock, so of course I like Quisp. You know. Well, that's that's what we were doing some research on it, and they both came out, Quisp and 
and Quake came out in 1965, and they were the same exact cereal, except one was shaped like saucers, right? Uh, and the other was shaped like Q's. the letter Q. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, and it seems like um, Quisp was a lot more successful. And they eventually got rid of Quake. Yeah, I think they had like a some kind of fan vote where you would, I don't, it wouldn't be online, obviously, but they had some kind of thing where they had people vote, you know, we're going to lose one of these products and which one do you want to lose? Yes. And people were like, we hate Quake, Quake should die. <laughs> uh, you know, Quisp, I mean, and Quisp had better mouthfeel. Like, who wants yeah. to have cues in your mouth? Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. No. Oh, go ahead. Were you eating Quisp like breakfast or were you snacking on it during the day or dinner or what was it your was, kind it was of— mo- It was mostly breakfast, yeah. I guess. It was like that was sort of like the—almost every single morning it was like uh, uh, cereal and milk for, for breakfast. Okay. I wasn't a, like, you know, I wasn't like a bacon eggs guy or even pancakes. It was like cereal and milk was like every morning. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was your favorite cereal. Yeah. Well, we have a gift for you, actually. <gasps> what? Quisp um, <laughs> uh, has been called the first internet cereal because it's still available, but you mostly can only find it on the internet. No way. So we did some hunt, hunting online. Oh, my goodness. And we got we you a box, a box of Quisp. Oh, you guys. Oh, this <laughs> and is it's so fra- cool. It's not, like, um, it's not like from like a nostalgic store. It's this like, is not like 30 years it was, old. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's safe to eat. You can find it on Amazon, and you can also find it. I guess they sell it at some grocery stores, but they're just very few and far wow. between. So, yeah. So we got you a, a box of Quisp. That is so cool. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, since, since you're gifting me with this, I'll, I'll tell you one quick story about Quisp and gifts. Uh, I got married in 2001 and still happily married. Uh, but my friend from college, Joe Early, for his wedding gift to us, he gave us two boxes of Quisp. Whoa. Which I thought was cool. And to this day, my wife hates him. <laughs> you just don't mess with a bride's wedding gift yeah. like yes. that. Like, she did not find it funny. She was like, he became persona non grata. Like, oh, oh that's a crisp guy. That's really funny. Oh. I, well, it's like, yeah, if I, yeah, I would want maybe, uh, you know, a box or two of Quisp and then a real gift. It yeah. sort of feels that like. That would have been the cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it sort of feels like. I, I think his thing was like the first box was the, the gag gift and the second box was the real gift. <laughs> gotcha. Right, right. Right, double cereal <laughs> yeah. feels like a bigger. Um, now, were there any other cereals that you were really into growing up that you can recall? And did you did you have like sugar here, cereal in your uh, house? Yeah, I mean it was uh, yeah all the, all the sugared stuff, uh, anything that was like super bad for you, I loved. Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, if, if we had cornflakes, we had like the the whole like restaurant style uh, thing of sugar bias. Ah, like, oh, pour the sugar on the cornflakes. Wow. Oh yeah, Un- unless it was already the sugared. What do they call the frosted flakes? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but if it was regular cornflakes, how do you eat that without sugar? Ugh. Right, yeah. exactly. Who, who wants it? <laughs> who wants that? Yeah, 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 that's incredible. Yeah, we were really interested in this Quisp cereal because I don't think it seems like it's they've discontinued it and then brought it back. And right. I think when we were growing up, it was discontinued during that time. But it really does seem like it was. So it was made. I guess they made the character before they made the cereal. Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it was, like they do the movie poster before they figure out what the movie is. Yeah, exactly. and it was Hanna Barbera artists made this. Jay Ward, yeah, yeah, the same guy that did like George of the Jungle and Dudley Do Right yeah. and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Loved him. So Jay Ward and Bill Scott. Yeah, right. Rocky, yeah. 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 And Bill Scott did the voice of George of the Jungle. He, he came into the studio because oh, I, really? I did a cover version of the song, of the George of the Jungle theme song, and Bill Scott actually came Whoa. in and did a, the big Tarzan yell thing in the studio. It was like, 
just like I remembered it as a kid. That's incredible. Wow. What wow. other cartoons were you sort of into when you were that age? Oh, my God, gosh, all of them. Jay Ward was, was big. I mean, I, I watched all the old, like, Warner Brothers cartoons, the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of the, I mean, I, you know, my childhood was past the golden age of animation. But, I mean, I got to watch all the old cartoons and enjoy them for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And when your daughter was a kid, do you remember, were there any cartoons you liked watching with her? Like, were there any things that you were like, wow, this is really... I remember watching, like, um, when she was, like, really young. It's just, like, the really kind of uh, soothing things like uh, Baby Einstein and, yeah. and Wonder Pets and, uh, like, all those. You know, we, we try not to, like, just set her in front of the TV. But, yeah. But there are some some ones that she oh, always the one that uh, the Peep. Did you ever see that? The Big World of Peep. Oh, I forget. What, the theme song would come on, and she, as a toddler, she would get up and start walking around the house. <laughs> she got really, really into it. It was super cute. It's interesting because we've noticed a lot of, um, like, Muppet Babies was one of the uh, cartoons we watched a lot when we were kids, and a lot of those cartoons, like a lot of TV shows, they brought them back, and uh-huh. there's just like a lot more slick looking now. Like they're just a they're different, like almost more realistic or something. Oh, like, yeah, more three D version. Three D, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not as into I see it. That. I, yeah. it just, yeah, yeah, that doesn't quite you know yeah, I'm with yeah, you. yeah if you if you remember your your characters in 2d i don't think the 3d is necessarily yeah better yeah yes. yeah i was actually and i was just um, i just remember the story i was just in australia and i went to the zoo and i got to see a tasmanian devil oh. and i asked my friend lucy who's australian i said i've never seen one of these before do they actually spin <laughs> she said she said no. I remember when last time I was in uh, Australia, or as I was in Tasmania. Yeah, and I went. I went around to all these touristy places. I thought they have to be like licensing the Tasmanian devil like yes. crazy. They don't. They don't really. They don't. And by the way, the other thing I found to be so disappointing is real Tasmanian devils don't look so much like the Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil. And I as and neither do Roadrunners, <laughs> oddly enough. Right. And it's sort of we're like, being lied to. Yeah. We're being lied to. Is lying to us. It feels like um and you could be lied unless you saw those animals in real life as an adult or something, you could be lied to your whole life. Like I would have thought Tasmanian devils kind of stand on real little legs and they spin around and they're like really scruffy. Then I see a Tasmanian devil and it's taking a nap and I'm uh-huh. like I'm like get some grit you know like I just felt totally. yeah. very come, come on say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly didn't talk to us at all uh, and yeah Rude. I just just was felt they did say they're very dangerous because they're they're um, jaws are for their size they have like incredibly strong jaws like their jaws are stronger than a lion or a tiger or something but I also thought but do they spin. <laughs> And they don't. Oh, man. That, don't. that could be your next uh, uh, podcast. Like, will it spin? Yeah, yeah. will it spin? Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, disappointing. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Let, let me throw in, I don't know if we're off the subject, but let me say one more no, thing about Quisp. Yes. Uh, it was uh, one time I was on the road, and I, I, I'm i pretty sure it was Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And after the show, I went outside, and the whole city smelled like Captain Crunch, like Quisp, but like like that Whoa. that smell, and that was. I, it turns out that's where um, Quaker Oats had their manufacturing <gasps> plant. It's like the biggest cereal manufacturing plant in the world, and apparently, at certain times of the day in Cedar Rapids, the whole place smells like like Captain Crunch. 
This would be my dream. Cereal <laughs> is my favorite food. It's like I can't buy it because I'll eat. I can eat an entire box in like under 30 yeah. minutes. Um, but not that, not that the time matters. <laughs> not that we're competing. But I love cereal so much. And that's such a good cereal. Too. They were saying they were seeing this article. It is essentially Captain Crunch. Like it's the yeah. same. So I can see why as a kid you thought all cereals were the same because I think Quisp and and Quake and Captain Crunch are all the same. <laughs> Captain Crunch does not have a great mouthfeel. I remember it like would tear up my mouth. It, it was like it's hard. Yeah. And it was like pointy. Yeah, like, you ah. used to like it, I feel I like, like Jonah. It. But I didn't like it either. And I also, you know what other cereal was kind of like that was um the short-lived Reese's peanut butter cup cereal. It was those same puffs that kind of cut up your mouth. Yeah. Which, yeah. I liked Oops All Sugar. That was. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about like marshmallows and cereal? Uh, you're referring to Lucky Charms in yes. a major way. Um, yeah, I, uh, as in a, kid, a major way. As a, as a kid, I loved them. I, yeah. I liked the uh, the different shapes and the colors. And uh, yeah. I don't think I've had uh, Lucky Charms for several decades at this point. Yeah, but yeah. as a kid, yeah, great. They're so good. I can say as someone who's had them pretty recently, <laughs> they're so good. And I got to tell you about the craziest thing that I think we discovered while we were doing this podcast because I was doing research on something, uh, probably Lucky Charms. And I my favorite sugar cereals and probably cereals of all time are Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. And they did a mashup of them what? in the last couple years. And I was only able to get six boxes. I think I got like the last six. I don't well, know. What do you mean? They like mix they, them together? Meaning, they mix them together, which, yeah, you could say, oh, well, couldn't you just put two boxes together <laughs> and it would be the same thing? But it's not the same because think about the bottom of either of those boxes. It's like all sugar and like leftover stuff. Like it would just get so messy. I mean, yeah, there's a way to do it, okay? But like it's it's so fun to get a box that's those two things together. And I got um I got six boxes of it. I gave some out when we were, we were it was like I was finishing filming my show and I gave some out to like some of the crew as gifts that I thought would appreciate it. I didn't give it to anyone who I thought would just like think it was a joke because it was a Oh yeah. Kind of to your friend's point. I mean, if they were really crazy about Quisp and gave it to you as a wedding gift, you know, it's, it's, I now I'm kind of coming around to that. Because I really was like, if you don't, if you guys think I'm kidding, like, I'm not. Anyways, I had, uh, you know, I maybe kept two to three boxes for myself out of six. <laughs> but I made my cousin keep one at her house because I was like, I just, I know that I'll eat. Like, I have to have one that I don't eat immediately that I can just, like, sort of know in my heart that, like, at some point I'm going to eat this. Although Pass it down I, to your descendants. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I was just thinking, how long will it last, you know, before— you know, food has a shelf life. But it was truly, to me, it was like, it was probably one of my dreams come true. That I, they I mix I'm them a bit together. of a cereal purist. So I don't, I, I'd like to try do you not it. Mi- do you not mix cereals together? I, I, I guess I don't. I mean, it, that that's to me like like buying a, the jar with the uh, peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. I, yeah. I, just, I guess it's okay, but it just seems weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I to me it's like I I a dream scenario would be to mix them together and add frosted mini wheats and maybe even some crispix which I also really oh. love. So what other cereals did you say that you liked? You liked As a kid? Those? Yes. Oh boy. Um I'm trying to think back now. Um yeah, just anything that would be like really horrible for you. Um <laughs> You know, my my I, I liked Raisin Bran, but here's the thing. My mom, who was, like, super I protective, yeah. uh, would not buy Raisin Bran because she didn't feel like the raisins were properly washed. Yeah. So she would, like, buy Bran cereal and buy raisins. And then, yes. then like, 
triple wash the raisins and like kind of make her, her own version of Raisin Bran. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And we're going to take a quick break. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Well, I was saying this was a good segue into like those. We were going to also talk about mini cereal yeah. boxes because that was a really incredible way to get to try some new cereals that you maybe wouldn't have bought otherwise, and uh, and also come and also eat some of your old favorites. Yeah, now, I, I didn't Google this. I didn't. I wanted to come here yes. ignorant, but do they yes. even make those anymore? Because they I, that was such still a big make part. them, but wow, has there been a real transformation? Because remember. You used to buy them, and they had—I don't know that most people use them, but they had perforations in the mini yes! boxes, so you could pour the milk right into Ostensibly, the box. Ostensibly, you could literally eat right out of the box like some psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The issue was there was so little cereal, and still, they still make them. They're so small. Yeah. And the bag—so you basically ha- would have to, like— peel the box along the perforations to open it. But then you have to get that bag open. And I don't, I think you just have to open it however you can. And then the bag is supposed to be the thing that keeps the milk from There's leaking. a bag inside? Yeah, or? yeah okay. there's a bag inside. Okay. I mean, at that point, invest in a bowl. Really, yeah. you get a lot of use out of it. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever eaten out of the actual box. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever eat out of the box? I uh, don't. Re- yeah. Maybe once on my life just to see how the other half lives. <laughs> sure, but, yeah. sure, but sure. It was certainly nothing that I made a habit out of. It just seemed ridiculous to me. The other thing is I think those cereals are really made for little kids because uh, those cereal boxes are really made for little kids because there is just like I was saying, there's so little cereal in them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. truly like six or seven bites. 
Yeah. It's a real— um, it's, it's an airline portion. It's right. an airline portion, exactly. But I'm going to go to—we have the current flavors that are in there. Okay. Um, so they still make them then? They still make them. Is it, now, is it all the same manufacturer or is it literally just like any old? Th- it's basically Kellogg who makes them. Okay. But the first ones were like the very, very old school ones. They looked like this. Can you see? Oh, yeah. So it was uh, it was Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, Cocoa Crispy, Special K, Frosted Rice, Pep. Pep, I, I don't really pep. remember. Rice Krispies and Sugar Corn Pops. Okay, see, now— Which, they took sugar out of the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be a big selling point. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like fortified with sugar. Yeah. Lots of sugar. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, and I I remember I loved most of those cereals, like all of those cereals. The la- Can you guess the last one I would eat? The one I would, like, wait till the very end because it was, like, my least favorite as a kid? Uh, special K. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Because it just, yeah. you know, it, it was like semi healthy. Yeah. And uh, now nowadays, that would be the first one I would go to. Because yeah. I, I love Special K, but like as a kid, it's like, ugh, why? I always tried to eat Special K to like. I feel like as like an adolescent, I'd be like, this is a healthy thing for me to eat. But I'd eat like almost the entire box because it's really a light cereal. Mm-hmm. Jonah, have you ever had Special K? Yeah. Yeah. Not very filling. Not very filling, yeah. And remember they— If you eat a lot of it, it is. They (laughs) they tried to do those, like, uh, the commercials would have, like, a diet where you could, like, have Special K for every meal or something. Or, like, instead of your first two meals, like, have for breakfast Special K and for lunch Special K. But it was was such a bad idea because it was, like, if you had one bowl of Special K, you'd have to have another. Like, you couldn't— it, the reason that that was a diet is because there's, like, no food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, but they still make them. They still make they them. Freeze dried uh, strawberries and blueberries, and there's like there's yes, like four there's or five like a versions. chocolate special Ch- chocolate. K that has. I, I, I tried that. I don't dig that quite so much. <laughs> I just I just can't imagine they're they're any good. But yeah, the, I'm a red berries guy. The yeah oh yeah red berries I don't mind. Yeah, um, but the new ones have frosted flakes, pops, special K, crispix, fruit loops. Corn flakes, Rice Krispies, Frosted Mini Wheats, Raisin Bran, and, well, this one also has a second Frosted Mini Wheats. Yeah, all great. Sl- I like the, the cereals that turn your milk a different color, like, you know, Cro- Cocoa Krispies, obviously, you got brown milk. Yeah. Fruit Loops was like a rainbow in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Are you, have you heard it all about the Insta Bowls that Kellogg's are doing now? This is now? new. What? This so, is new. I just wanted to say this transition was, like, now you can buy, like, Bowls of cereal. Have you seen that at the grocery store? Like you can buy like a plastic bowl of cereal. No. Okay. So that's that's kind of old news. But what Jonah found is really kind of revolutionary. This just came out in 2022. So just last year, um, you it has like basically milk powder in it. You add water. Oh, wow. It's like a it's, plastic bowl. And uh-huh. it took them until 2022 to figure this out. Um, they have some kind of proprietary way of getting it to, to turn into milk very fast. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you used to have those little cardboard boxes. Uh-huh. Now, then it, now they have those cups, but you can still get the cardboard boxes. But now they have these new cups that you don't even need milk. You can just put water in them. It's like one of the, like, ramen cups where you just yes. put water yeah, exactly. in them. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But the water, they had to, like, figure out a way to get the milk powder to turn into milk really quickly. It wasn't turning into milk quickly enough with <laughs> the old powdered milk? It's taken too long, I, I guess. I guess it was taking too yeah. long. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems, I can tell, I can see why it would take them so long, because it feels like really kind of a task to get that 
to turn into milk when it's got all the cereal kind of in the yeah. way of the yeah. chemistry. Well, you want it. instant gratification. You want to eat cereal. You don't want to. Pre- that's why you're not preparing something else. You want to eat you it haven't, now. You haven't tried this, I guess. This. No. <laughs> we haven't I mean, tried. How good, how good could it be? Otherwise, they'd just be selling powdered milk in the stores because right. it seems like that would just like. That's you know, true. Stay right. on the shelf for a long time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Use it when you need it. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's sort of a um, it's a pretty good idea. I feel like that you know now because I I've had times when I've like bought cereal and then I don't have milk and then I go, I guess I'll still eat it. But <laughs> <laughs> what if you have milk but you don't have cereal? Then what? Yeah. Do you get? Right, yeah. Right. I mean, cereal to me is really my go-to snack. What would you say your go-to snack? Dr- yeah. Oh, um, maybe chips and hummus. Yeah. 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 What about as a kid? As a kid? Oh, gosh. What did I have? Just sweets, like whatever yeah. my mom, jar of cookies, whatever happened to be around the house. You had such a cool mom. She was. Because, like, we had to have, like— <laughs> we Yeah, we had kind of healthier stuff. I mean, we yeah. get that stuff once in a while. But then there were, like, all these foods like kudos where they were kind of like candy bars marketed as, like, healthy. Right. We could get that kind of stuff. Okay. Did okay. you ever eat kudos? Yeah, not as a kid, I don't think. Yeah. Isn't it a funny name for, like, a kid's lunch snack? (laughs) Congratulations. Have some candy. It's just such a weird—we never really questioned it, but it would be like, kudos. Huzzah! For you, my friend. Well, uh, what's it like for you, like, I guess, as a parent, like, you know, with the way you were raised, your snacks, like, do you try to— not give that to you, or like, what's what's your attitude towards food? I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my daughter, we we tried to um, we we didn't like forbid her from doing anything. We kind of, you know, my I'm vegetarian. My wife is, you know, mostly vegetarian, uh, and and our daughter is is now vegetarian, but not because we said you can't eat meat or anything yeah. like that. Because she's she's had you know she's had burgers, she's had everything a kid would eat in her life, and she kind of made the decision on her own. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we always gave her healthy options, and now she eats. healthy. Healthier than any of us. She, she, she shames us for our bad eating habits. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess also because you know, not eat, becoming a vegetarian, like in modern day, you have it's like it's so much more. There's so many more options and stuff, mm-hmm. and like you, you like I don't know. I feel like they figured out like a lot of stuff that I I was vegetarian for a while, like in the in the 90s and early 2000s, and I feel like I. I would eat like a lot of cheese sandwiches. I was eating yeah. a lot of bean burritos from Taco Bell and thinking <laughs> yeah. I was really healthy. Yeah, I, I I try to be vegan, but I love cheese and ice cream too much. So yeah. that's yeah. tough. No. And it, it, you know, it's you know, it's a lot easier these days because there's so many more options, especially while well, you live in California. But, yeah. But I remember like being on the road in the uh, in the 80s, and uh, and, and lot, some people didn't even know what a vegetarian was. I, we'd show up at a state fair, and they the cook would come out and say, "Okay, who's the vegetarian? Well, here's your chicken." <laughs> That's so yeah. crazy, and a, and a lot of like you know truck stops we would stop at in the middle of the night and some somewhere you know in the country, and there there weren't a lot of options on the menu. Like, uh, do I want the toast or the applesauce? Let me get yeah. like you know yeah. Yeah, that's really crazy. I'm sure it was really hard being on the road. Yeah. Being a were you doing a lot of like van tours in the early days, or were you? Yeah, I mean the very the very first tour we did. Yeah, it was like a, a van, and I wasn't even 25 years old yet, so uh, I couldn't get insurance. So like I, I was not allowed to drive the van. I okay. got out of doing that. Uh, <laughs> but we, we've been buses for a long yeah, time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living the high life. Yeah, that's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. I'm sure. What were the main snacks in the buses? Do you remember? Oh. Uh, 
it's whatever was backstage we'd bring onto the bus. So uh, again, a lot of a lot of chips and salsa and hummus and yep. uh, uh, just whatever happened to be around. Le- leftover pizza all the time. Now, if this is if you don't want to share this, you don't have to. But anything when you for go, you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> when you go on tour now. You probably get a rider. Mm-hmm. I'll share mine first, okay. so you can hear, know what mine, what's on mine. Mine, I have. I always have tums mm. because I got acid reflux. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, I asked for veggies and dip. You know, because classic snack. Right. Sometimes I ask for like a variety of sandwiches. Nice. I love like a turkey or a tuna sandwich. And I'm trying to think what else. Sometimes I ask for like. Uh, oh, I always ask. For, this is so. This is really revealing of me. I always ask for a jar of almond butter because oh, almond yeah. butter is so expensive. It is. <laughs> yeah, and not I think cheap. I can take it, and then I can, and then I have a almond butter. Yeah. Um. I think those are my main things. Those are my main I, things I, I, I asked for. I wish you'd prep me on this because I, I would have brought the list and read the whole thing. Oh to you. my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> but, yes. But yeah, yeah it's, it's like you know. Um. And what I, what I learned to do in this last tour was to come up with two or three different ones so that my tour manager could like stagger them so I don't like wind up with like a. Oh, Oh, that's things. so smart. Yeah, because because I would come home from a tour and I'm a, I'm a horror. And I I, I do the same thing, and you take everything with you. I, 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 I Me come, too. I come home from a tour and I go, honey, here's five thousand kind bars here. <laughs> I mean, that's Merry another, Christmas. You know what? I want to add that that's the thing I've started adding to my rider. Because guess what else is expensive? Healthy bars. Mm-hmm. I you know what I've added to my rider is um elemental bars. Have you ever had those? No. You should try those. Okay. They're very expensive, though, and you have to <laughs> you have to keep them refrigerated. They can only be out for a week, uh-huh. and then you have to keep them refrigerated. So if you're not going to eat them immediately, okay. put them Maybe in add your them towards the end of the tour. Add them Got towards it. the end of the tour. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're saying you varied no. them up. Yeah. 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 Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. The staples are the guacamole, salsa, and hummus, and then the chips, and then yeah. You know, we 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 used to have like you know fresh vegetables on the riders, but nobody wanted those. Right. <laughs> right. Right. They don't get eaten very quickly. We, it, it's good in concept. In principle, like, oh, we'll be healthy this tour. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. nobody ever does. A lot of times when I would do like stand up shows at colleges or something, I would tell the students, I would say, like, because I couldn't take a lot of the stuff on the plane, I'd be like, you should take these. These chips are really expensive, or like, you should take these. And they'd be like, okay. And then I'd be like, in the t- in the moment, I think I was being really nice. And then in retrospect, I was like, do they think like have they lost all respect for me? Because they're like, <laughs> why why is she so weird about this stuff? <laughs> also, like I take waters ho- like I especially when I was younger. But I'm acting like I don't still do it. <laughs> but like it's like you know you don't want to let water bottles go to waste or like especially coconut water that's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> Vanessa, you recently on a podcast said you accidentally took a remote control home yes. <laughs> from a ba- <laughs> from a green area I TV. Was, I was doing it. I was understudying a touring company with Second City, and we were staying at a hotel (laughs) and I had like this recyclable bag that I was like taking I had taken all these snacks back to my room that no one had eaten and water bottles and stuff and I just threw everything in my bag and then um, I got home and I was taking everything out and the remote controlled the TV in my hotel room and I was gonna call them but like I didn't know first of all my my thought was a lot of times in hotels any remote will do for any TV you know what I Uh mean so it's not like you know, because I've had to call up to a hotel and say I can't find the remote. They bring a new remote up. So 
It happens. And also, I just, I do actually feel bad. It's like something that I, I, I love to take free things, but I don't like to steal. Sure. And it was, it would probably be more trouble for them if you yeah, returned. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also just so embarrassing to be so like. So embarrassing. I don't know how this ended up in my suitcase, <laughs> but I got your remote. So, yeah, it was really uh, kind of a low point and a point at which you would think maybe I would kind of change my behavior up, but I didn't. I still, to this day, like, I'll probably take both these with water bottles. <laughs> you know, I, I don't do this anymore because I, I now literally live on my bus when yeah. I'm on the road because I, I don't like checking into hotels. I'd rather just, like, you know, sleep in and then wake, oh, the bus is moving. We're going to yeah. But uh, I used to, back when we checked in hotels, uh, if there was a spare soap, I would save that. And yeah. at the end of the tour, I would literally have, like, a hundred bars of soap, and I would use that at home, and that's how I knew it was time to go back on the road. Is if I ran out of soap, oh, <laughs> let's do another tour. Amazing. That's so. It's so satisfying to be able to bring things from your work. I asked for, as I told you, elemental bars in my in my trailer for the show, and they got me two boxes of them. I'm telling you guys, that's got to be like fifty bucks minimum. <laughs> wow. Okay, Impressive. I had them in my fridge, and I was like. I actually had a similar thought where I, like, when I finally ran out of them, I thought, like, how am I going to get more? Like, I have to do my job <laughs> instead of just going to Whole Foods and just buying stuff. It's And you use the soap. Oh, yeah. Great. You must have—your skin must not—my skin gets so allergic with different, like, real scented soaps and stuff. But It's, it's probably more sensitive now. I mean, back, back you know, in my right. 20s and 30s, it's sort of you like— You can use any soap. And it was soap. nostalgic. Like, oh, remember this this dial soap right. from Virginia? Remember right. That? Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, that's when, like, so when funny. you're on tour, like, are you—before you're going on stage, do you need, like, a few minutes to yourself? to, like, collect your thoughts, or do you have, like, a ritual, or... You know, there's no... You know, I, I see in all these all these documentaries, like, the bands are getting together, and they have a prayer, and they hold hands, and <laughs> right, they don't right. do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, it's not a ritual, but I, I do like to uh, just be quiet before the show, and sometimes I'll do my vocal warm-ups, but, you know, I, I just... I, I don't like to, um, you know... I, I was uh, hanging out with Donny Osmond... Uh, like, last year before... I, he invited to me to show in Vegas, and me and the band are just hanging out in his dressing room, all the way, and we're just chatting, having a good kind, like up till two minutes before he goes on stage, and I've, I realized like you got to be on stage in two minutes. Don't don't you need to like warm up, do a vocal exercise? And he looked at me and said, "Al, I've been warming up for sixty years." Like, <laughs> All right, <Wow>. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he wow. walked out and he killed it. Oh my That's gosh. incredible. You know, when I was in Bloomers, just to bring it back to my all-female sketch comedy musical parody trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to like the night before the show I used to tell all of the I used to tell all the girls like don't do anything in the next like couple or, or a couple nights before the show I'd be like in the next week like don't do anything crazy like don't try any drugs for the first time or do any like <laughs> collegiate like things like just take care of yourself and get sleep and and I I did it I guess I was a senior and I was a director did I already say I was director sorry to brag okay uh but anyways I would do that and then I remember I guess I did it several times, and one one time I forgot to do it. How many shows did we? Do? Not that many, but anyways, one time I forgot to do it, and one of the one of the bloomers was like, she, the, the, you know, we call ourselves bloomers. Uh, she <laughs> You're was, director, yeah. she was, I was director. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, Vanessa, will you give that speech? And I thought it was really sweet because I thought that they were all like laughing at me, but I actually think they thought I was being nice. I don't know why I told that story. We could probably take that out. But, um, yeah, but it's interesting. <laughs> she made a little song out of it. Don't try drugs for the first time. 
Beautiful. Could yeah. have been a whole thing. Could have been a whole. Could have been a whole song yeah. parody. I could have. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, uh, so you don't really have a. You just sort of. Do you have any kind of ritual? You just sort of. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally just like. Deep breath. Yeah. Uh, and then make sure that my in ears are working, and then I'm then I'm good to go. Are you like present because you're playing in front of these huge audiences? You've done it for so long. Are you sort of present when you're performing? Are you thinking like, oh, this thing I want to change, or this is coming up next? I got a plan for that. Are you kind of in the moment? What's it like? I, for I, you? I try to be in the moment. Yeah. Uh, I try to enjoy where I am and what I'm doing, but it's tough because I mean, you got to be really, really focused, as yeah. you know, when you're yeah. performing. Um, I, I, it always reminds me of uh, of a quote that I heard from uh, Bob Odenkirk. Who said, "Have a good show"? Or no, she said, "Said have fun, do a great show, pick one." Because interesting, cause you kinda, and, and I, I, you know, I don't one hundred percent believe in that. Yeah. But, but there is a, some truth to that because you kind of need to suppress your own enjoyment of something in order to bring enjoyment to others. Because you yeah. got to be super laser focused when you're doing it. Now, do you eat snacks more before a show? Because I, I know for myself, I'll have like a couple little snacks when I get to a show, but I really like to wait until the show is over and then just absolutely go insane and almost make <laughs> myself sick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I eat like maybe two hours before uh, yeah, a show. Yeah, and then like in, and I sleep and on the road. Like uh, everything I do is terrible. I, I sleep into like the afternoon, then wake that's up and do so sound great. check. Yeah, and then we I have basically dinner after the show at like midnight. Yes, which is like the worst thing in the world. It's, but it's so nice though, isn't yeah. it? It feels like such a relief oh. to just go absolutely crazy. And maybe this. Uh, sorry that I talk about my acid reflux a lot, but you're like <laughs> maybe this thing will give me acid reflux. Uh, don't care. Don't have to do a show. Yep. You know. <laughs> do you have like a tech? Do, do accordions go out of tune? Like, do you have to get them tuned or not <laughs> really? Asking, like, not, I'm just more <laughs> relevant. Yeah, not. not we're a bouncing set. back and forth. They don't. They don't go out of tune really more than they already are. But okay. uh, we have a stage manager whose job it is to um, got it. You know, make sure everything's plugged in and sounding right. And uh, if if it breaks or if they're like strap breaks or something falls apart, then that person, you know. Hawkeye is he's been with us for forever. Amazing. Yeah, but uh, he's yeah. I guess he's the accordion tech. Got it. Yeah, but you never do you ever get hungry on stage? I guess like have you ever like <laughs> it like in between before the encore maybe you're you're grabbing something or not really especially because no. you're singing no. about food a lot. Right. Yeah. Sometimes that could make you hungry. I should, that, that should be part of my ride and I have a bowl of cereal on stage. <laughs> While I'm performing, you just get a little peckish, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can make the Insta Bowl. Just mm-hmm. pour some water oh, in oh it. Oh, That's perfect, perfect is, application. You should add those to your writer, and I will too. That's such a good thing yeah. to have. Well, because that's part of the article about the Insta Bowls was like, it. people are really into food portability these days, which I was like, they are? Like, I don't know. I feel like people are home cool more than they used it. to be. But I, last I checked, everyone's working from home. But people love food portability. So that that's the marketing these, director of Kellogg said that. Yeah. So. A thermos full of cereal. <laughs> you have to take it. That would be also, I gotta say, that reminded me. Remember thermoses of food when we were kids? Like, if there was a thermos of mac and cheese, that's my dream. Oh my. Is <laughs> that, you, I, I know thermoses of soup, but have, yeah. have you, I feel like you could put hot mac and cheese in a thermos, and I feel like I, I have some oh, sense memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like a sense memory of like opening a thermos and there being mac and cheese in it, and me being like, this is as good as life's gonna get. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because how fun. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese in a thermos? I like the, the cheapest mac and cheese possible. Same. <laughs> Do you like Velveeta or Kraft better? 
Uh, for, for mac and cheese, I go craft. Yeah. I know, but have you ever had Velveeta? Have I? Maybe. <laughs> That's the issue. Do, do I need it's to so, AB them? It's so few people actually have really had that much. We started buying it for a very short period of time. I don't know if you remember, when we Jonah, kids? when we were kids. I don't remember. But it's, it's you. It, I think Velveeta, I'm going to get a lot of feedback for saying this. I won't. We don't have that many listeners. No, just kidding. But, <laughs> but, um, but I think Velveeta is like technically better. Like I think it's creamier, but... There's something very nostalgic about the taste of Kraft mac and cheese. And also, Kraft mac and cheese depends how you make it. Like, if you just made it with milk and no butter. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of. But if you put the butter in there, great. But with Velveeta, you don't have to add any of that stuff because it it actually is like a, you like squeeze it in. Okay, I was going to ask about that because like the Kraft, it's like powdered just just like the Insta milk. Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably some scientist at Kraft going like, we need to make this quicker. We need to make it cheese (laughs) quicker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is insane. Just to kind of bring this all together, we were just in the lobby here. We can show it to you when we leave the studio. They have Lucky Charms Swiss Miss hot chocolate, which is a packet of powdered hot chocolate with Lucky Charms marshmallows in it. Crazy. It is. It is. We should try it after this. We should. I. I, (laughs) I know. You probably put three of those in a thermos. That's. Actually, that's my new dream. That's my dream ahead of mac and cheese in a thermos. <laughs> Actually, kind of both I want. Because one to drink, one to eat. Got it. Wow. Well, I guess uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Ooh. <laughs> and then we're going to be back with Ali Yankovic our, in our dream episode. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Okay, so we're back. We're going to play a game with you now. Jonah, would you like to introduce it? Yes. Uh, so this is a game. It's called... Yes. This, so this is, is a Graham, Jonah? <laughs> Whenever I, I mispronounce something, I know Vanessa is going to call Chapman? me. Graham <laughs> Chapman? I'm going to jump on him. You See, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to just kind of, even though I messed up so many times in the intro, you didn't call me out once. Right, but right. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play a game where we bring up nostalgic nice. products, shows, et cetera, that are making a comeback. Um, it's called Yes-Stalgia or No-Stalgia. Oh, okay. And so if you're into this, you can give it a Yes-Stalgia. Yes-Stalgia. And if not, you can give it a No-Stalgia. No, 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 No-Stalgia. So it's a personal thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. And we'll all kind of weigh in on these three kind of items making a comeback. All right. Yes. Okay, so the first one is mood rings. So I don't know. Mm. So I'm sure you remember mood rings. They're almost akin to a prehistoric Fitbit. Um, mood rings tracked our innermost feelings and change color. They really change color with your temperature, but it's supposed to be, uh, you know, you, your ring would turn amber when your crush walked by, indicating you were feeling nervous, or violet when you were feeling joyful and at ease. It's an everyday accessory, but, you know, you can also mix and match it, and it has some kind of, like, magical qualities to it. So they're now very—they're now making a big comeback— uh, in the in the world of fashion in 2023. So so, what do you think about the return of the mood ring? Um, you know, I'm I hate to be negative, but I'm going to go with nostalgia. Wow. Okay. Nostalgia. Because I mean, I, I was somewhat curious about mood rings. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I maybe tried one once, and it said I was dead. Oh, so. Okay. Okay. So that's a tough. <laughs> that's a tough, tough stuff. Yeah. For so, a yeah mood and ring. Um, you know, it's it's sort of yeah. I don't put much stock in it. It's uh, I just thought it was uh, a, a somewhat amusing, but it wasn't anything that I have a real strong attachment to. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's a nostalgia. What about yeah. for you, Jonah? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same kind of situation. Never. I think they're they can be visually kind of cool, the colors, but I'm not really a, a believer about that. They can really you know mirror your emotions necessarily. Okay. okay. Vanessa, what this about is you? Kind of a yes nostalgia for me. Okay. Nostalgia. Because I used to have a mood ring and I really liked it. And so for nostalgic purposes, I'm into it. Now, what I just realized is it's interesting that now there's aura rings, which I don't have one, but an aura ring actually seems to do. I mean, it doesn't tell you like if your crush is walking by or anything like that, but it does track like if you're starting to get sick or what your sleep cycle was like and stuff. So I feel that. Mood rings are sort of like a cheaper aura ring that doesn't work. Well, the aura rings are kind of—my wife actually has an aura ring. She does? Ring, and she okay. loves it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the sleep cycle thing was a big thing for her. It, tell, it tells you, like, when you're in REM and when you're in deep sleep. Yes. And it tracks—I don't know how it does it, but it tracks the whole thing. And she was like, oh, look at this. This is like 4.30 in the morning when you came into bed with me. And I yeah. kind of woke up a little bit, you know. Yeah, right, right. totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, so so for me, it's a guest-stalgia, but I can see why for both of you it would be a nostalgia. It, it, for me, it's sort of like you know, mood rings are sort of like astrology you can wear. So yeah. I guess it's not, it wasn't it's not, big for me. Not, not into it. Okay, okay. So uh, I'll do this next one. Uh, this was actually just announced today. Mm. Okay. Um, and someone, um, our friend Michael Daniel sent this to us, and it is the return of Pizza Hut's The Big New Yorker Pizza. Okay. Um, and this is uh, a 16-inch New York-style pizza that um, I guess that they stopped, they introduced in 1999 and then retired it, and it's basically 30% larger than a large Pizza Hut pizza. Mm. Um, and it's <laughs> really big, big really big slices. And I think this is, it comes out February 1st. I think it's like to coincide with like the Super Bowl or something. But what are your thoughts on the New Yorker extra large Pizza Hut pizza? Yeah, I'm not going to say no to pizza. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't have any strong like emotional nostalgic attachment to, to is it Pizza Hut you said? Yeah, Pizza Hut. Pizza, P- Hut. pizza Hut is not. What was your pizza place growing up? 
Um, not that this was great pizza, but I, I think Shakey's was okay. Okay, got it. Sort of like you know, it. like cracker crust pizza. It was like yes, especially for like you go to the lunch buffet and you, all the pizza you can eat. Um, you know, what else was there? I, I forget. It, but yeah, Pizza Hut was you know not not my favorite. Not yeah, your favorite. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of having big slices. Have you ever been to what is it? Greco's on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. They have no. like, the world's biggest Huge pizza. Huge pizza. Yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. It's like the, the pizza boxes were like this big. Wow. You couldn't. You could. You had, you, if you brought it home, you had to like carry it on the roof of your car because <laughs> it wouldn't Whoa. fit in your. It was huge. That's incredible. Wow. And those are that's pretty pretty cool. So I, I you're I'm, into big pizza. I'm into big pizza. So yeah. it's, that's a, that's a tough call. Is there is there anything any middle ground between nostalgia and nostalgia? Nostalgia. Well, yeah, like, sure. Maybe nostalgia. I mean, maybe nostalgia. Yeah. That's. Are you yeah. more like thin crust, deep dish? Kind of. What's your? I, I like them both. I yeah. like. I, I I do like the really thin crust. Like what the first time I went to Italy and I had like the the Italian style, like yeah. super thin, yeah. and I thought, oh yeah. There's and I could give you names after the podcast, but sure. there's some places in LA that do it really well. Incredible. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I, that's going to be a maybe nostalgia from Al. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I'm not trying to copy you on everything you say, but uh, <laughs> I feel a little maybe about this too. I, I'm not a huge Pizza Hut fan, but I do like big slices. Yeah, and I like, and I like I cannot this, lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the thin ones because I feel like I can't eat that much pizza, but the thinner slices I can kind of right. Uh, so I, I think it's cool. It has six oversized foldable slices. Mm. Yeah, so, are you a pizza folder? I have to ask that. That's a big New York thing. Yeah, I think from living in New York, I think I am a pizza folder, especially if I'm on the go, if I'm like walking down the street, I get you got to fold it. Yeah. What are you No, yeah, I know. What, I, no no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> if if it's better than eating with a fork. So I'm eating with a fork. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not a folder. I I'm, I'm um, I, I try I try not to be if it yeah. folds naturally, I'm not going to complain. Sure, sure, but, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't try to make a sandwich out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my favorite to eat things as I'm walking either. Mm-hmm. I like to yeah. be sitting. I heard that the most uh, the best thing for your digestion is to eat while you're running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sp- in a full sprint. Yeah, full sprint. Full sprint. Full sprint. Full yeah, sprint. that makes sense. Burning that it right sense. off. Yeah. Vanessa, what are your thoughts okay, on this one? Okay, I uh, was going to say I don't really fold pizza. Even when I lived in New York for several years, I didn't feel like New Yorker. It's like I don't fold pizza when I eat it in the same way that I don't call people by their last names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm cool enough. Like I'm not going to be like. Oh, like you're a hipster. Like you're a pizza hipster. Folding pizza being like, hey, Bayer, like, did you, you know, hey, Yankovic, did you like see my cool jeans or something like that? Like. I not how I talk. So your idea of being someone being really cool is calling someone by their last name. Yeah, and then okay. ta- and then also I you ne- and then also being wearing cool jeans and you maybe wouldn't comment on them, but you'd go, hey, you know, that's what I'm wearing. So I don't know, but the point is, I'm actually a maybe nostalgia for this too. Nostalgia, which is the first time we've ever used maybe nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, but the is- reason that I am is because it's just a bigger pizza. Right. And it's sort of condescending, I feel like, to be like, you're a New Yorker. If you have this, like, if you buy more money to get a bigger pizza, it's like, isn't that how pizza sizes works anyway? It says it's an XL pizza. It's like, okay, so it's just one size. I don't know. It just feels a little bit condescending to the audience of pizza eaters. Although we had a Pizza Hut growing up, and I really loved it because it had an awesome salad bar with bacon bits. Mm, Yeah. I do remember that. So. 
Yeah, I like to keep people guessing as to where I'm from, so I try to, like, mix up how I eat my pizza. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'll just start from the tip and I'll, like, roll it up into, like, a ball and just stuff the whole thing in my mouth. Uh-huh. And they'll go, wow, where are you from? That's really unusual. And, Obviously not New York. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and where where would you say you were from if you ate pizza like that? I would, I would keep them I'd, you keep enigma. guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be a riddle. You'd say, if you you if you if know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay. Well, our next, our, our final uh, Yes Nostalgia is also food, a food item. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you remember this, but this is making a comeback. I don't know if you remember Viennetta vanilla ice cream dessert, which was basically. Viennetta, it was, um, uh, this article says, uh, many of us can agree that this was the fanciest ice cream around. So it's basically a loaf of ice cream. <laughs> we could show you a picture of it. It's. It's a loaf of ice cream that's in these kind of like frilly layers. I'm going to show you what it okay. looks like so you can see it. I can't say um, this is ringing a bell. Okay. It, it when was, would this have been popular? This would have been popular. I remember it was popular in the 90s for sure. It was discontinued sure. in the late 90s. Okay. I'll show you what it looks like. It might it ring a bell. It was made by Briars. And you would cut it in slices. Oh. Do you remember this at all? Oh, wow. Lo- it, it's like a, a meatloaf, but it's ice cream. Exactly, yes. a meatloaf of ice cream. <laughs> but it was considered like, I don't even remember what the commercials were or anything, but it was considered to be like very fancy. Like if I was having a dinner party, I'd go, and you said, what's for dessert? I'd go, well, we have a Viennetta. And then I'd put it out. She was <laughs> looking at me like I'm absolutely insane. And then I'd put it out on the table and everyone would go, Okay, this is a person with class. Yeah. Like if you said have some briars, they'd go, yeah, no yeah. thanks. But a Viennetta. Yeah. Woo. They'd yes. go, well, yes, please. By the way, when I was in Australia, could go back to that. Um, someone was telling me that they don't really drink, um, they don't drink like drip coffee there. That's considered like really crappy. So if you like had a dinner party, this is someone said this exact thing to me. If you had a dinner party and you were like, does anyone want some coffee and made drip coffee? And you did that in Australia, everyone would go like, okay, "Barf!" This person, yeah, <laughs> this person needs to. What, what do they do? Like French press kind of stuff, or what do they do? Yeah, there's a espresso, uh, like uh, everything's sort of an espresso drink. Okay. Now, probably someone uh, could be my friend Claudia, could be any number of people who are Australian listening to this would be like, "I don't know what she's talking about," so I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I think that just drip coffee. I think is in not, European countries, maybe in it's general, not like it's really like a too. thing. Yeah, yeah. So do you like Americanos where like they make an they espresso like and add an Americano. hot water to it? Yep. And as I and as I as Jonah has experienced from from this trip and staying with me, I most almost exclusively drink Americanos. Me too. Not really. Yes. What do you, what do you put in them? Uh, Anything. Well, I like sugar, so it's yeah. sugar. Yeah. What about any milks? I put whole milk in mine, which I feel Sometimes, like is yeah. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I try to do the, the vegan thing, so like I'm not just gonna say I don't never use milk, but I, it would be some kind of like a milkadamia is like my favorite uh, oh. milk substitute made from macadamia nuts. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. You know, I've been buying the Three Trees pistachio milk. I really Ooh, like how's that. that. It's pretty good, I have to say. I like their almond milk too, but I will say this. When I'm at a, I mostly, Jonah has, Jonah and Vicky have like an espresso machine in their espresso house. kind of set up. I only, I just buy my Americano every day, which um, according to Su- Susie Orman is like the worst way to spend your money. But <laughs> I, I think I purposely have whole milk because going along, going along this theme of stealing uh, free snacks from tour, I, they, whole milk is free. It's like a free ad at most coffee shops. Whereas if you get... If you get almond milk, you got to pay. If you get oat milk, forget about it. Well, you know, have you heard the whole thing with James Cromwell? 
No. You know James Cromwell. He uh, uh, he uh, he's a big vegetarian, and he was so upset over the surcharge on the the milk substitutes. I, I could be getting this wrong, but I think he crazy glued his hand to the counter at like a Starbucks or something. Oh, my God. To, to, to protest the fact that they're charging extra for like soy milk and almond right. milk. Like, why would you do that? Why yeah. are you supporting the dairy industry? Yeah. That's Incredible. absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's made me uh, it's it's made me just get whole milk. And I'm like, you know, I think they're all, you know, relatively similar. But, yeah, you're right. It's like um, – they're promoting they're promoting dairy yeah. as opposed to these big healthy alternatives. The cheapskate dairy. Me, the cheapskate me just wants to have milk. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Now I'll say this. Sorry to keep piling on, but in cereal, whole milk in cereal. Oh well. So good. Oh well. We always had skim milk growing up, so it's kind of like uh really feels like a treat. Even two percent milk, mm-hmm. I go. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, th- I got to tell you, this is going to be, I've got this box of Quisp that you gifted to me. It's going to be a real uh, decision as to what I'm going to eat this of, oh, yeah. Yes. What yeah. kind of milk? What, what kind of milk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could be know. the first person to do macadamia nut milk with Quisp. Could I be there? You I might think it's possible. be. It's possible. I want to do it with like powdered Insta milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I anything you try, let us know what's okay. the best. Um, but yeah, you might be the first one to... Yeah, macadamia. There probably yeah. haven't been that many people that have tried that, if any. If any. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the Vianetta vanilla oh, Viennetta. ice cream Sorry, dessert? Is this a, I know you haven't yes, tried it, but nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I love ice cream, uh, but I'm I'm going to say purely because I've never heard of it until just now. I'm going to say nostalgia because I've got no attachment. Nostalgia. Okay. Fair. okay. We should have brought a, a, a Vianetta. We should have brought a Vianetta. <laughs> I mean, probably would have been a harder thing. Not as portable. This people are into portable food. Right. Portability is huge. Uh, full circle here, but harder to keep. A fr- I guess we could have put it in the freezer here. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be that hard. I'm going to go nostalgia on this also. No, 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 nostalgia. I I don't like fancy versions of just regular things. Just make it fancy the first time. Yes, make it fancy the first time or just keep it keep it what it is. Just give me some... Or, or these, was it Briars or Dryers? I think it was Briars it and used... now it's owned by Good Humor. Yeah. Okay, it... well they should just, you know, just keep the one the way it is and then call the other one like crappy Good Humor. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Not as good Briars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't need like a fancy ice cream yes. with all this stuff. Yes. Just give me a regular Kona ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I like some of the, the the fancier places now that have all these like really interesting flavors, but but I don't need a, a loaf of ice cream. I just oh. I, I'll tell, and I'm not going to get into names. And if you want to have them later, I'll give it to you. But during the pandemic, uh, I made a list of like my ten favorite ice cream places in okay. LA, ten favorite donut places in LA, oh my gosh, and favorite uh, chocolate chip cookie places in LA. <gasps> Incredible, yeah. And I just decided to get fat. Over oh the my pandemic. god, <laughs> I, we will ask you. I will okay. follow up for those yeah. names. Amazing. V- Vanessa, what are your thoughts, thoughts on the on return Vianetta? of Vianetta? Yes. I'm, it's a yes nostalgia for me. Yes-stalgia. Okay. Because oh. I've had it. You've I had, had it? it? Yeah, I've had it. Probably, I guess I was going to fancier party, parties in the <laughs> 90s so. than you were. Hanging with a better class of people. Fancy yeah. teen friends. But I really appreciate it. I really like it. I think it's also... Uh, I think it's not totally dissimilar to a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Like it, I should have said that before I asked. It, it's not as good, but sometimes you know you don't have a dairy. You know, it's like it, it's like a a fancy take on ice cream for everyone, for people who might not live near a Dairy Queen or a. 
place like Dairy Queen. So, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so like Dairy Queen adjacent. <laughs> like, so to me, I'm saying yes, and I hope you know. I hope to have you both over for a dinner party and serve a Viennetta, and I think you'll change your mind. Okay, I'm I'm open. I'm open to it. Can, can everything the dinner be like loaves of things? <laughs> yes, we'll have meatloaf. We'll have a cheese loaf to oh, start, yeah. like a like um some and all of that stuff. Nice, yeah. I love loaves. I love loaves. Got it. Well, hell, this was so much fun. Thank yeah. you so much for well, doing this. We had the best time. Now, where can people find you? I know there's a I lot know, of I places. In- <laughs> Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Okay, we're going <laughs> to, we'll take that out. <laughs> we're going to, ah, yeah, you know, uh, my website is your one-stop owl shop, so you can go to weirdowl.com and see what I'm up to, and, uh, you know, I'm around, I'm not hard to find. And and your movie, people can check out on the Roku yes. channel? Yes, Weird the Alienic Story is streaming for free on the Roku channel, so if you can figure out how to watch the Roku channel, have fun! <laughs> and also the Illustrated Owl, your book! Oh, you've got a copy in your hands as yes. we speak! Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Z2 Comics put that out. It's it's uh you can order that online or at your favorite comic book shop and it's uh a couple dozen of my favorite song lyrics that I've written uh illustrated by a couple dozen of my favorite artists and illustrators. Incredible. Incredible. And sorry, I keep oh. me. <laughs> like Vanna White here. This is great. <laughs> and there's more. And there's more these cards. These Al uh, cards. Yes. That, that, I don't know <laughs> like if that comes with the books. Cards. I think that comes with the deluxe package. There's like several okay. different versions of the book. Okay, right? so get the deluxe package, people. <laughs> don't sleep on that unless right? you're absolutely insane. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, that was really fun. Thank you so much to Thank Al you so for much, joining Al. us. Um, if you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Do We Get Weird, where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like quiz cereal, mini cereal boxes, and, you know, snacking in general. Thank you so much, Thank you. Al. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.